That's our intro music. You want to chink it? We got to do the the start thing, Sam. What do we do at the start? Hello and welcome. Oh, that's right. To a live episode of a beer with Sam and Peter. That's right. I'm Peter, and he's Sam. And that felt odd. And yeah, wrong we did in the wrong order. Around. But that's that's what we like to do here that's on disgusting. a beer with Sam and Peter is mix it up every now and then. You yeah. know, it's it's always a good fun time, and, and we have fun, and we drink beers, and we do. I don't know. We talk about things. <laughs> you know, everybody who's everybody who's watching live, you can really tell when we sort of flip the switch. Onto a real episode because we all just start we just start yelling. <laughs> um, but yeah, hello and welcome to episode fifty. Yep, Big we've been saying it for a while, but you know, it's finally it's a milestone. It's finally episode fifty, yeah. fifty episodes Can of I- our ridiculously unsuccessful, but nevertheless <laughs> fun to do uh, and fun to be involved with. Yeah, podcast. Are oh, you say ridiculously unsuccessful? Did anybody catch the fact that um? There was like 400 views or something, 404 views on our test live stream that we did last week. Yeah, which you might, dear listener or watcher or person that's sitting here talking with us, you might think 400 views, that's not a lot of views, but that's the most views we've ever had on anything. So, you know, yeah. if you did tune in last week, thanks for that. That Thank was you. cool. You know, that was just a test. This is our like actual proper episode thing that we're going to do where we actually do our segments from the podcast. Yep. Well, our segment, I guess, which is the homework movie, which... Yes. Uh, Braveheart. Yeah, we're going to talk about Braveheart. Freedom. And, yeah, they might take our lads, but they might never take our Braveheart, I guess. <laughs> you know. Uh, we're drinking yep. a beer this week. And yes, before we get into that, we're drinking a beer out of a particular vessel Yeah. Uh, this week. So, we, we actually received our first gift... Um, to the podcast, and it's for episode 50. Uh, it's from my girlfriend, Liv, which is, I mean, fantastic. Thank you, Liv. I'm sure she's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a surprise for Peter today, but we have our own little engraved schooners. Yeah. I don't know if we can see, anybody can see that. It says Peter, you can kind of see. You can it see says, the beer part. It says Peter's beer. Yeah, there and, you go. And Sam says Sam's beer. Yeah. And it's very cool. There's so much hair that you can't really tell. Yeah. And the beer that we're actually drinking this week is everybody's favourite, Tui's Extra Dye, Ted's. We're drinking Ted's out of a can. We've had Ted's before, we've had Ted's out of a bottle, and because we never do the same beer twice, it's Ted's out of a can. Yeah, next week it'll be Ted's out of a shoe. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll just go from there. (laughs) Ted's on tap, who knows? Anyway, cheers. Cheers, everybody. (sighs) It's definitely Ted's all right. I actually was really feeling something like this. Because I am really, really thirsty. Mm-hmm. And you wanted something that wasn't like a, a, a meal of a beer? Yeah, something I could just drink. Yeah. A lot of. Ted, think, Ted's is great for that. Yeah. You know? Always good fun. Do you really understand? See, this is, I mean, we run a beer scented podcast, so I should really know this, but do you, can you taste a beer or a wine mm-hmm. and, I mean, def- and notice that it's dry? Uh,. Because this is no. this is extra dry, I'd... and I still don't really understand what that means. What is... I mean, the it... liquid is wet. Guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've got no idea yeah. what that means. You might think I... I'm just saying that as like you know, oh, everybody, everybody's grandfather, I think, made that joke at least once, right? Oh, uh, it's it's called extra dry, but it's wet because yeah. it's beer. But it's a legitimate question. <laughs> if, if, you're watching, if you're watching in the the feed or whatever, yeah, you someone... can actually. 
help us out here. Please let us know. What does dryness is with like, beer actually mean? I feel like mean? It's, a, it's a thing, you know, where like you add a bunch of one thing and that makes it dry. Like the level of X makes it dry. I don't know. We could Google it. It yeah. might be something to do with something like, you know how ginger ale is called dry? You have yes. like scotch and dry and that's like scotch and ginger ale. Yeah. Maybe it's something to do with that. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. We'll look it up. We'll look it up, <laughs> we'll look it up later. No, we won't. Anyway. Don't, don't lie to all our our viewers here, Sam. Our many viewers. Um, so, the homework movie this week is Braveheart. Yep. So, uh, you would have think, you know. one would think that this is episode 50. Yep. And uh, we've been advertising this for many moons. Ooh, okay. Thank you, Connor. Supposedly, a beer being dry means it lacks- a lack of sweetness. sweetness. What the fuck is that? What does that even mean? doesn't matter you know we're drinking dry beer why can't a beer be savory this beer is pretty i guess we've, it... we've had savory beer before remember when we had that feral porter that was like the smoked beer oh yeah that's... I, would, I would describe that as a pretty savory that beer. shit was ridiculous yeah it that was, was really not awful. good do not drink smoked beer i'm a fan of smoked things smoked peanuts that's a yes smoked salmon that's a yes too smoked beer is an absolute no yeah it's a nightmare smoked salmon it... Oh, is that what smoked salmon is? I've never had smoked salmon. Smoked salmon's quite nice. Does Someone it taste else, like bacon? Uh, Stoxy says that dry white, uh, Imogen thinks dry white wine is the opposite of sweet wine. Not sure on beer. Okay, it's so probably two people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've got a consensus here. Okay. Thank you, dear friends. Geez, that's really good to know. I feel like that's one of those things where you could you can pull that out at a party. Mm. So, it's so, so dry. dry. Loved it. <laughs> quite the dry Enjoyed beer. Enjoyed it. Mmm. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, anyway, so you'd think with this being episode 50 and this being a well-advertised live stream and we had this planned out for many weeks mm. that we would have watched Braveheart early on. Um, you would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> so I watched Braveheart like just just before coming here. Mm. Um, unfortunately for me, it was the kind of movie where I think I'd seen it twice before. It was one of those ones that we had on VC- VCR. Yeah. Um, and once you start watching it, it really sort of like, comes back to you so i was able to sort of like skip through bits every time i I would watch the start of a big section of the movie like they're moving into the battle or they're doing that thing where they skip to five years or something like that i mean like i could just skip all that i knew what was going on which is something i've never really i've never really done with with uh with a movie is like if i'm gonna sit down and watch a movie i'll just watch the whole thing yeah whereas you kind of oh i can have worked out a way where you can just skip i can definitely skip through stuff yeah like, it's not like i'll skip big chunks it's more like i'd say like like i can watch things i can buffer through things right so you know you know you like sort of go through clicking every now and then on like however far the bar is buffered yeah and that only works i guess if you're australian and like living in my house where the, bar, <laughs> the bar's not <laughs> buffered much <laughs> um and it, it works fine but yeah braveheart i have actually a lot of things to say about this movie I realized. Yeah. So, been so for this. before before you get into actually talking about things, what is Braveheart? what we what this whole rambling intro has kind of been leading up to is the fact that I only real like you kind of skipped through to the end yep. and watched most of it. Yep. Uh, whereas I forgot about it entirely until like an hour and a half before we were scheduled to go live. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've watched half of Braveheart and the ending. So you know, I mean, what else you need? Yeah. 
I, I got I got I watched all the way up into the bit where he says they might take our lands, but they will never take our freedom. That's good. And then he and then he screams freedom at the end. Yeah. Um, you skip through the twenty minutes of torture scene, which yeah. is probably a good thing. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. It's like know. twenty minutes, guys. Yeah. So I think I, I I may as well have watched Braveheart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll give you All a little right. plot synopsis if you haven't watched Braveheart. You don't know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, please do. So, Braveheart follows uh, the Scottish hero, William Wallace, mm-hmm. um, played by Mel Gibson. Like, young Mel Gibson before he went all crazy. Um, and uh, it follows his... Uh, the beginning of his rebellion. Like, the, it has, like, a brief scene, much like a lot of those Robin Hood movies. Um, it has the same formula where you see... Uh, Wall- uh, William Wallace is like a a, a little kid, and um, his father's in. It's his father a- led in a rebellion, I think, as well. There's been, I mean, it, and there's been there was there was so many Scottish rebellions that yeah. all just failed. Yeah, I think that's um, a, that's one of the problems actually with this movie going into it is you know that they're going to fail, just over and over again. Yeah, but, but- um, yeah, it's. it's there's a little bit where William is a kid, but basically it starts off. There's like an that you say that's a little bit, but that's like an hour of the movie. Yeah, is it, is it is an just, hour? Yeah, it's an hour. It's so long because okay. I know it's an hour because Jesus. that was most of what I watched was the lead up to was like him. I don't know. His father died, and then he was a boy, and then that was like yeah. forty five minutes, and then he comes back to town, and his wife dies or something. Yeah, basically, you know? basically his father. Um, Decided to lead a rebellion after some Scots were taken off to meet with the English king. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think they turned up late. They all got killed or something? I don't really remember. But they, they turn up and like all the Scots are dead. Yeah. And he decides to lead a rebellion and it doesn't work. Which, that could have been how it happened. Oh, I'm sure. I that's think like, so. There are a few things in this movie that let you know that at least some of it has to be historically accurate. Because, yeah. like, that shit is crazy. There's some weird stuff in the movie. Like that, what? that screams that. Like, um, I can't. I still can't get over uh, Robert. Robert the Bruce. Um, that's his name. Yeah, not Robert like the brave. Robert the Bruce. Yeah, and I'm really not that, sure what's going his, on. That with was that. his like family name was Bruce. Yeah, and then immediately I thought like about oh, don't trust the guy with two last names. I wonder since he is kind of un, he couldn't be trusted, and he betrayed everybody. Or his family did. Did he betray everybody? I didn't get to that <laughs> bit, Sam, you see? So, you got to explain this well, shit. Well, Robert, Robert the Bruce's, like, leprosy-riddled uh, father yeah. told, like, um, betrayed William Wallace, like, on behalf of him. He didn't really realize oh, okay. it was happening. Yeah. Um, you don't really, you didn't see that scene? No. Oh, well, yeah, there's a betrayal. But don't okay, worry. there's a betrayal. Robert the Bruce turns good in the end. Cool. I actually wonder whether that might be where you got... Where we got the phrase, um, never trust a man with two last names or two first names. I mean, it that could, could be. that could easily be it, Robert the Bruce. Anyway, um, one thing I really wanted to mention is this whole thing pretty much gets started because of Prima Nocto, or Prima Nocto, Prima something like that. I know there's another thing, and I'm sure our mate Connor can tell us what Prima Nocto means. But it's it's the like, it was that ancient thing where like the the lord of the whatever yeah. could just sleep with everybody's lives because yeah can we talk about that for a second that's a thing that happened that that is ridiculous law that, that i mean that ever happened that is straight up some king really wanted to get laid a lot and decided that he put put a law in i don't do, do you know what the justification is for that 
I'm sure there had to be some it's, either religious or like legal justification. Uh, maybe uh, it's probably something to do with the divine right of kings and I and have the that, right to own everybody. I, yeah, I can do whatever I want, kind of thing. I don't know, something like that. Surely. I have the right to sleep with everybody's wives. Basically, William Wallace wants to get married to an English woman. He doesn't even want to get married. He does get married in secret. Yeah, well, he gets married. He wants to get married, but he gets married in secret because. Otherwise, the king, the lord of the land will uh, get to sleep with his wife on their wedding day. Yeah. Which is, well, again, just a really weird thing that it, that ever happened. Um, but that that doesn't work out too well. It's probably, our mate Connor says it's probably, Connor, you can't answer my question Apo- about apocryphal. an obscure term with another obscure <laughs> term. Probably apocryphal. I'm sure that means something important. Yeah. Oh well. Um. A- anyway, so it doesn't go to so plan. Kinda... His wife dies. His wife gets killed. Um, he almost gets killed. Then he leads a rebellion, kills all the British guys in the area, and then it's William Wallace time, and he fights. A and bunch and of... he becomes the, the hero, and everybody's like, "Oh, yep. I thought he'd be taller and stuff." Yeah, he fights That's a bunch of battles in the movie. <laughs> he fights a bunch of battles. He shoots fireballs from his eyes and laser bolts from his ass. Um, lightning bolts from his ass. Um, and he paints his face blue. Yeah, and he has that one is... fight scene which we we ended up watching together. Yeah, where I think if if anybody's a Game of Thrones watcher, there's a scene where I don't think it. I mean, it's, the Hound kills a lot of people. So to say that there's a scene where the Hound kills people, I feel like doesn't give anything away. It's yeah. Well, it's in like don't say which season. We, we won't say which. Okay, yeah, yeah. But there's a scene where, the, a scene hound, where the, hound the Hound kills kill a bunch of people with a big axe with, a, with an axe in just the most ridiculous way. <laughs> and they instantly reminded me of that where like there's a scene where like William Wallace is in the middle of a battle and just like dudes from the other side just sort of run up to him and then just wait to die is basically how it looks like yeah it's they run up screaming ah and then stand there until what Mel Gibson gets around to just like so hammerly just lopping their heads off yeah with his big claymore like that being like I don't know. We'll get into talking about the movie, but let's just finish summarizing the plot. Right. So, what happens from there? Um, I don't know. There's battles. Uh, and William, stuff. Yeah, William Wallace gets together with Robert the Bruce, who is um, he's who, the heir to the throne. Yeah, of Scotland. Yeah, he's a Scottish not, noble. Not of yeah, not of England. There's a whole thing going on here where like um, the Scottish nobles have all been cozy with the English. To a certain extent, and it's really it's the lower class that um, wants to rebel. That's um, what they say in the movie, but I don't know if that. actually... Oh, I have ha- no idea whether that's. I don't true. think that was actually how it was. Yeah, historically. Well, I know but... historically, being a Johnston, that our clan was like from the south. So I'm right. I'm assuming that we betrayed William Wallace <laughs> at some point. <laughs> so it's your fault, really. <laughs> it might be our fault. Um, yeah. So he joins up with Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce, his dad, is like a weird, gross leprosy guy. Yeah. Because, of course, he is. Again, I'm drawing so many connections when I'm watching this to um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is essentially a better Braveheart. You should watch that because that's incredible. Plus, it's got Alan Rickman horribly overacting all the time. But it's, like, good. Like, it works. Yeah. Like, it's like a Nicolas Cage kind of overacting. Where it just, it's okay. <laughs> um... He gets there with Robert the Bruce. Um, they have another battle against the English, but this time Robert the Bruce's dad organizes it, like with the other Scottish nobles to betray William Wallace. Um, that happens. We get after that. You get one of those impromptu like 
Uh, William Wallace has a battle with Robert the Bruce, and then Robert the Bruce saves him. And then you get, like, one of those, like, five years later things, which happens a lot in historical, um, like, movies that are based in history. I understand that. Like, things take a lot of time to happen, but it, yeah. it never feels good. It always feels, like, really weird and jarring since, they since like, nothing... No one progresses over the over the gap. It's just a gap. Yeah. And then they get right back into it. But they have they have the gap. Um, also, the French prince, the French like the French princesses in there somewhere, because King Edward Longshanks, the first Edward, the one who William Wallace hates so much, gets the French princess, who's like married to his son, to they're, they're to, never to, really to negotiate for some reason. Well, I mean, it, it'd be something to do with that, like. What we now know is the Game of Thrones method of diplomacy where just all the families marry each other so that then they keep as allies or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know what, Peter? That would be a really good way to fix... No, I choose my words carefully. Fix an issue. Say if two rulers were having... They kind of liked each other, but one of them really needed the other one to sort of, like, subjugate them selves to the other ruler yeah and they're hanging out and they're both great but they can't get past right, we're not talking about game of thrones sam <laughs> okay just move on anyway um, i don't know he gets he, does he get so, captured some more shit happens do, do they he just battles he, and... yeah he tries another battle um eventually he loses and then there's a 20 minute torture scene like a, like it's just he gets hung he gets castrated this he gets like i think he gets whipped I don't know. It's kind of a rough scene to watch. And then he gets his head chopped off. And because the whole movie is really... It was made in 1995, but I've seen other 1995 movies, and they didn't look as bad as this. Like, what the, you, No, I think this is pretty good for a 1995 movie. It feels very much like... You, you know some of those older historical movies where it feels like a play? Like a play set? Yeah. Like when you're not... Like you're not meant to... Um, think that this looks realistic. You're meant to sort of suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Like have a bit of like change um your mindset to suit that reality kind of like watching a cartoon after like an episode or two you sort of get into it yeah um you know like they walk into a cave and it's very clearly like like those cemented over kind of caves that you get at like rides at disneyland you can see little holes where they would rig cables from it as they're like walking i mean this movie wasn't that bad yeah but you know what i mean it's kind of like that um since it's kind of like that the like the whole torture scene I feel like it just ends up being kind of, if not funny, just kind of nothing, just kind of lackluster, because the torture, the torture is not realistic enough to be at all gross. Yeah, like we didn't, we didn't really, they didn't have like kind of our level of special effects and stuff, so yeah. they couldn't show. And they, I'm sure they were also probably going for the, the M rating or something, so they couldn't show no, no Mel Gibson penis, all the all the gory details. Yep. Um. So they just kind of had to show close-ups of his face and... Mel Gibson acting pain. Just, just, ah, I'm totally (laughs) getting tortured right now. It's so painful. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes, like, I just think it's because it took so long. Like, if you got, like, a shot, continuous shot of Mel Gibson, who's been told to, I guess, by himself. Because I think if he he didn't direct the movie, he, like, was really involved in making it. He didn't direct it. Put some money into it or something. But he's, like, just being told to act like you're being tortured. You just can't keep it up for that long. Man, like he just starts no, like he, he can. He's... He starts doing like pregnancy breathing at one point. Where he just like when they do the castration bit, where he goes like, <laughs> it just it. <laughs> you should watch it. it just it's really strange. 
And then, after he gets tortured and screams freedom and gets killed... Then he gets his head chopped off. Yeah, then we have... That's not where the movie ends. Then we have, like, a little extra five minutes tacked on where um, Robert the Bruce, his mate, is, like, leading another battle against the English. Is it Robert the Bruce or is it Robert the Bruce's mate? I think it's Robert the Bruce. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like, Robert the Bruce is in William Wallace's mate. Oh, okay. Uh, right. He's, like, leading another battle. He's like, remember William Wallace... Gah! And they all run like crazy Scotsman with the freaky hair. And, and Brendan Gleeson comes screaming down. <laughs> and, and, and just, it just ends over, with, yeah. I, I, over the top of it, he's got this like voiceover of Mel Gibson. Is it Mel? Yeah, it's Mel Gibson going, and through and that's William how Wallace's won. sacrifice, that was then how the Scottish people got free. Yeah. But actually, no, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. I'm going to have to and check my sources on that, but I don't actually think the Scottish ever really won, did they? Even even today, when they had the, like, democratic right to, like, they had a bloody mm. referendum and everything to try and get out of it, they still couldn't get out of the bloody yeah. British Empire. That's weird, isn't it? How, like, you have, it's but, like a different yeah. country, but not a different country. They have the same passports. Yeah. They have the same money. Yeah, although, um, actually, if you go to Scotland... They've got um, different pounds. They'll say that their money's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same currency, yeah. but it's like Scottish pounds rather than British pounds, so it's got like different stuff on it and, and stuff. I think it might be the same in um, Wales and Ireland. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the, the part where... Actually, no, before we before we get into this, I just want to ask, <laughs> because I didn't actually watch the rest of the movie, Yeah. when does he like have sex with the um, bloody... The French queen? With the French queen. Yeah. Well, and how, I does even that, need, how does that happen? Did you even need to say that he had sex with the French queen? They introduced a random French queen like 30 minutes towards the end of the movie. You know no, they're no, going to she's, she's, she's all the way from the start. It feels like she just gets sort of thrown in there halfway, like near the end. Why, anyway, first of all, why does that happen, and when does that happen? They might have actually happened. I don't really. That's the problem. But uh, that happens. That happens. Uh, sort of halfway through. Um, after Wallace like wins that battle against the English, where uh, they are outnumbered, and they still triumph. And then Edward Longshanks is getting a little bit worried. He's like worried enough to want to send someone to negotiate. Oh, and he sends the wife to negotiate. Yeah, he sends the wife to negotiate because she's sexy and French, but also because um, her husband, mm. his son, son nephew, yeah, somebody, his son. his son, Edward II, is just a colossal wuss, and he wants to like project he's strength. He's a pansy man. Yeah. He's a, so- he's a pansy man, and he wants to project strength, and apparently Isabella, the French princess, is like, strong or something. Strong, and that's why. Okay. That's why she goes. And then the first time they don't have sex, she just turns up and sympathizes with him and tries to offer him like a chest of money and like a title and something else. And he says no to all of that. Yeah. She's like, cool, man. I respect, I respect, I respect your decision. I respect that. And then she like sort of heads off and then you see her again at some point and that's when they have sex. <laughs> at some point. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then towards the end, she's like sort of pops up again because she's pregnant. Yeah. And uh, since we've skipped so much more, so much time, Edward Longshanks ends up like getting real old, which is weird because Mel Gibson doesn't get real old, but he gets really old, and he becomes a mute, and she gets sort of her, she gets her because of leprosy or something probably. Yeah, his tongue fell out 
or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's not... Is that how leprosy works? I don't think that's how leprosy works. I don't know how leprosy works. I know it's completely curable. Nowadays. Yeah, and it's like nowhere near as contagious as people think. Right. Leprosy. Like, you can actually, like, touch somebody and it's okay. I can't remember how it's transferred. It's like an open sore or something. It just... It's not as bad as people thought at the time. Right. Um... But, yeah, he becomes a mute, and she gets her sweet, sweet Rowenge, um when Wallace is, like, due to be tortured. She, like, waits until she's alone with him, and then sort of, like, leans in and whispers, like, I burned William Wallace, <laughs> and now I'm pregnant, and one day my son will rule, and... He'll be Scottish or something. He'll, he'll be Scottish. Because that, that matters, I guess. So fuck you. And then he sort of cries, but he can't say anything, because he's a mute. Even though I suppose he has hands. <laughs> so, he could, so he could totally have just written it down yeah yeah wow i didn't think about that until now <laughs> <laughs> he's mute so he has no way of communicating actually he was lying in a bed so maybe maybe we were missing maybe, that director's maybe, cut scene where he like lifts up his hands no hands yeah <laughs> and that's braveheart braveheart with the with the no hands king yep um, so what did you think of the, of the movie. So, of of the half that I watched, um, and admittedly I was watching it under kind of, I wouldn't say stressful, but like, put upon kind of, kind of circumstances. Yeah, you wanted to just get through uh, it. I wanted to just get through it, and it was just, the start is just so bloody long, and it's just yeah. not particularly well written, and I don't know, it's just kind of one of those sort of older style like epic movies that now that now with all my uh with the great amount of like actual good movies and stuff that are and like my ability to recognize good writing and be critical when talking about cinema his ability to be critical while talking about cinema is yes. second to none yes second to none yeah um it just really stood out kind of how poor the writing is i guess like yeah I mean, really, they probably didn't need to build it. Maybe they did, but I kind of feel like the whole build-up of, oh, the only reason why William Wallace becomes becomes this great historical figure is because the English, like, wanted to have sex with his wife or something. Like, I think everybody did it that way as well, though. That was That's what I was thinking. I don't think that was just an English thing. Yeah. I, I think maybe if there was a Scottish king, he would have done the same thing. They had kind of the same customs. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It just, I don't know. It just Also, seems... I, I feel like it's my duty. Apocryphal means of dubious validity. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? No, apocryphal, I think that means like something to do with the Bible. I think it does. I mean, he said of dubious validity. Yeah, but it said it's probably apocryphal. So it means it can't, It came out of the Bible and they were like, and oh, the Bible options? says, and kings shall lay with with, with all the women or something. And that crazy Bible. Yeah, I think that's what it means. Okay, okay. Which, 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 and, then mean- Con- and then Connor is saying that means that it's of dubious, like it's of dubious validity. Right. It's like a weird interpretation of right. the words in the Bible or something. Right. Is is what I'm guessing. And I, and since the Scottish are Christian, then I'm sure that would happen as well for them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It, yeah. It. it uh, of a story or statement of doubtful authenticity, although widely circulated as being true. So I was okay, I don't... Maybe you are right. Who knows? Anyway, it we was, have no it was idea probably what bullshit. Welcome to a bit of the Sam and Peter, where we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. 
Anyway, I thought the movie was kind of okay, yeah. but also pretty disappointing. You know, to to come back and watch after I was like, oh it's, yeah, I watched this when I was thirteen and it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's not worth watching again. It's just so it's fucking definitely long. not worth watching again. It, it's it's maybe worth going through like the way I did. Yeah, and like seeing the the hound like battle and the big speech. I should have just skipped to the battles because I didn't yeah. really watch any battles, and I'm sure that might have been cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, what, it, what, what I mean, is, I would what not is your, it. What is your overall rating for the movie? <sighs> My rating, like out yeah. of ten. Yeah. How many freedoms out of Braveheart? <laughs> How many fireballs from the ass? Uh, like, I would give this a solid five out of ten. Yeah. This, this, this movie. I, yeah. Five, I don't know. Five I really don't have Maybe the... I should watch the whole thing. What you and should then do? Make a judgment. What you should do is watch, <laughs> watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Because that's also on Netflix. That's also on Netflix. Maybe we'll do that at some point because it's it's it's. The Robin, Robin Hood movies and Braveheart have a very, very similar plot line. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll start off with some heritage because uh, Robin Hood's meant to have like this whole background with his father and being a noble and he didn't know about it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they always have him as a kid, no matter what movie you're talking about, then he leaves, then he comes back, then he's angry, then he leads a rebellion kind of thing. Kind of doesn't work very well. It's against, he's against the evil English sheriff. Yeah. Just great. Count something or other, probably. Yeah, you should definitely watch the Alan Rickman version because it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's like it's like hammy and oh, great. The amount of dry ice smoke <laughs> in the movie is legendary. That's what I like in my movies. Yeah, is and all, that line, all the dry ice smoke you can handle. That line with Alan Rickman was, I'll carve his heart out with a spoon. That just seems like a very inefficient way yeah. of carving someone's heart out, Alan Rickman. And I just remembered in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, there's also just an extra character that they've thrown in there that is, is not part of the Robin Hood story, never in any of the movies, but the Sheriff of Nottingham yeah. also apparently has a mother who's like a witch. What? Like, just this movie just throws in his mum as a witch, as like a horribly wizened hag who's like definitely really doing blood magic. Like, definitely... <laughs> And so, like, every now and then it cuts to him, like, going downstairs and meeting with his witch mum in, like, this, like, Disneyland-style, like, cave with just so much dry ice. <laughs> She's got, like, one big eye and one small eye, and it has nothing to do with anything else that happens in the movie. Nothing. <laughs> it's great. It's absolutely great. Anyway, that's Braveheart. Anyway, bra- Braveheart, I guess. Yeah. What are your I probably should have watched it. What are your know. thoughts on um, Mel Gibson? Because it's in that grey area, like, it, it sort of fits in the same level for me as Tom Cruise. Although Tom Cruise is just sort of lovably crazy. I don't you really... Know? I think he's a bad actor, though. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. I think he, like, he's quite good the times I've seen him have to act. I think he's actually been really good. Yeah. But, um... Tom Cruise... What a, give Tom me, Cruise give is me so typecast, give, isn't that? Give me some examples of when he's had to act. Um, I think he was great as Lestat in Interview with a Vampire. Crazy, flamboyant vampire man. Actually, I've not seen that movie. Yeah, when he does like when he's like character acting, I think he's actually quite good. Tom Cruise for me is kind of sad. He's pretty great in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He's really good in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. He's kind of like the sad study of typecasting. He's just going to typecast into that like really vanilla um leading man um, that, right, like right. speaks in a monotone and has yeah. everything under control exactly 
I, I really don't think he gets an opportunity to act very much. Hmm, that's true. Yeah, and he's and he's weirdly ageless as yeah. well. Like all his weird Scientology stuff, he's made a deal with the devil or something. Yeah, and- that's what I was getting to. And he's a Scientologist. But I really think I just I can just watch a Tom Cruise movie and enjoy it and then think differently of him as that actual person. Yeah. With Mel Gibson, it's tougher for me. Whether it be the anti-Semitic went- slurs or just, just something about... Or like the crazy shit with his daughter. I, now, when I watch a Mel Gibson movie, I, I can't really separate the two. It's not like I'm directly judging him or anything. Or I have like a rule, I'm never going to see a Mel Gibson movie. Yeah. But every time there's a Mel Gibson movie, like that's in my mind for me. And I think that's really like annoying and sad. Like when I'm watching, when I watched this, or when I when I watched Hacksaw Ridge, like I at least thought about it. I at least thought, oh yeah, that's right, that's Mel Gibson. He's he went crazy. crazy. Yeah, he went crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of I don't really have that thing. Like I can kind of divorce the Mel Gibson the person. Yeah, I don't know. I I now that I kind of think about it, I haven't seen that many Mel Gibson movies. Like I've seen yeah. Braveheart. And I was, we watched Lethal Weapon. Fuck yeah. It was, it was pretty mulleted in that. And that was pretty cool. But, you know, it's I haven't always, actually watched that many Mel Gibson movies. It's always good to have, like, uh, a leading uh, leading action band actor cast as someone who, could, who like, knows... Who's, like, a Taekwondo expert. But he <laughs> gave, just doesn't know any Taekwondo. Yeah, he didn't put any effort into learning Taekwondo <laughs> at all. So when it goes to like the accent scene, he's just Whoa. he's just scraw. He just like Whoa. makes a vaguely racist like Whoa! noise and just attacks. I mean that's kind of probably like all oh, it's, it's like all eighties, nineties yeah. action movies kind of thing. Lethal you know? Weapon was fun. It was fun, but it was so bad. Yeah, but this movie was like more like it was boring. Yeah. More than anything? Yeah. It like I don't know. In in the day and age where we have stuff like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, which is like yeah. heat. I mean, I know it's twenty years later, but Lord of the Rings the, wasn't twenty years later. No, no, I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Like, but just the the fight scenes are just so much better in Game of Thrones than they are in this. Yeah, even though they've probably got heaps less budget. Like, that's true. That's true. I don't know. It was something, something about that time where there was like a push to to, to get to have things like legitimate, like to have things really happen on screen. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's fire, we're going to have... And it's a big thing now, like, that people really, like, yeah, praise the thing it, for. We kind of went away from the, like, uh, uh, we have to do practical effects because that's all we can do. And then sort of early 2000s to, like, 2000 and probably, like, 2012, yeah. 14 kind of thing. It was all, like, sort of moving through... We can now do more stuff with special effects, so we're going to move away from practical effects a bit more. And now it's kind of come back, gotten to the point where special effects are so good, yeah. you can do them really, really effectively combined with, um, yeah, like actual live action stuff. Like I think the stuff for the new Star Wars movie, there was a lot of practical effects in that. Um, but and then that's there what was everybody also wants. it's become cool again. Yeah, practical effects. Yeah, it, there was a lot of practical effects in for that, sure. and then there was also a lot of. Special effects in it as well. I mean, obviously, because it's you know Star Wars space movie. Yeah, it kind of comes down to people like whinging on that like that thing. Like you know, like people will complain about the special effects when it's like the nineties. Yeah, because they can. And now special effects have gotten good. They're going to complain that it's used all the time and there's no real (laughs) stuff. 
As long as it looks good to me, I don't really care. Yeah. You know? You've just got to know how to do it well. I think a lot of sort of action movies from the mid-2000s don't hold up very well just because the special effects now, in hindsight, are so bad, whereas they might have been cutting edge at the time. I actually Um, utilize the fact that I watch a lot of anime when I'm watching, like, 2000s. Because when you're watching a cartoon, it's definitely not meant to look like real life. Yeah. Right? And your brain does a really good job of, like, like shifting and getting into that reality. Like, I recently rewatched like, Legend of Korra. Yeah. Great series. Yeah. And, 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 and you just really, like, there's great animation in that, for sure. Yeah. But then you get into it. And before long, you're reading a 2D, fairly simply drawn face. You know, you're reading in complex emotions into it. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing that I try and do with 2000s movies where it's like really bad CGI or or if you go back 10 years, really bad sets. Um, you just get into it. Like you tell yourself, yeah, these are the know. rules. I'd... When someone punches somebody and like they obviously get pulled away on a wire, <laughs> you know, like you got to like condition yourself to just not see that and just be like, oh, you know? Nah, I, I kind of struggle to divorce, like divorce myself from, from that, you know? It's yeah. just... When stuff's bad, it's it's always bad, you know? There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> uh, Connor says he's just really sorry to confuse us so yeah. much. Well, we're easily confused. Well, you did, Connor. How could you? We're very like, easily confused, yeah. That's us. I mean, um, Sam and Peter, very easily confused. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's our slogan. Do you want to finish anyway, Braveheart? We're good. We're yeah, good no, that's that's Braveheart. Um, uh, Anybody- now I want to hear about Logan Lucky. Yeah. Because you went and saw that the other day and that's a new movie that just came out and yeah. it looks kind of the trailer makes it looks look pretty cool so you know? i went i was gonna see baby driver um yesterday because, which i which which i've seen and i will talk about soon yeah because we were going to put talk about it together yeah um but they changed up the times on me and um and i ended up not being able to which is i mean that's what the movie i wanted to see that was the movie that was hype for me because i like edgar wright and who, i really who, like who Kevin directed Spacey. a bunch of movies with uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. The so Cornetto like, trilogy? Yeah. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz mm. and The End of the World. Yeah. Did he also direct um, Shaun? Was it Shaun or... Wait, what? The the Alien one? What was that Paul? one Paul. Paul. Yeah, I did don't he direct know. that one? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, um, so, I was really excited to watch that. When I couldn't, I kept looking for other things. We landed on Logan Lucky, which is a movie that I think came out at a bad time. Um, it came out when like other stuff like uh, like um, Dunkirk and Baby Driver and, and and other stuff just was coming out that was advertised a lot more than well, it. it only just came, it only came out like last week. Yeah, but, but it's, those it's, it's just like still around that time. Ago. Yeah, like when I turned up to the cinema, everybody was still going to see Dunkirk. Yeah, um, that movie is incredible. Yeah, but I, I went and saw Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky is a like. A heist movie set in the in the really deep south. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Oh, he's I love him. Yep, he's and I good. still love him. Um, it's uh, the best tagline he for it. Did, I, did I, he direct? I've, did he direct the Social Network? Was that him? I know he directed I, um, Magic Mike. I can't remember. Might have to be. A- anyway, anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry um, for interrupting. Anyway, so the best tagline I, I've heard so far from this is one they use in the movie. Um, it's Ocean Seven Eleven. What? <laughs> Which might be the greatest line. <laughs> um, but it basically follows um, the two, these two brothers 
and 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 sister um, who are part of the Logan family. Um, one played by uh, Channing Tatum, who does a really really good job in this movie. Um, I'm going to keep it spoiler free so everyone can go. He out directed and see the it. Oceans movies. Yeah, Ocean Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, it's got uh, the dude who plays Kylo Ren, who I hated in Star Wars, actually. Adam Driver. Yeah, but I love in this. I love him in this. He is completely transformed. He's like, he's meant to be like the tall, big, kind of like, um, doesn't say much, second in charge kind of brother. Yeah. Um, he's got like, he's missing a hand, which comes in, which is just used so well in the movie. There's so many gags where it comes up. And it ends up being pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. Sorry, to the plot at some point as well, which is just genius. Um, it also has Daniel Craig playing a really southern dude, um, which actually turns out really well. He does a good job. Does he do a good? It's he does not, a it, good accent. It's probably not that difficult to do like a southern accent. Like it's well to do a good southern accent. Of all the American accents to do, southern is. Yeah. Is like the stereotypical kind of easy one. I think it's much easier to do stronger accents. Um, it, like more, yeah, the more stronger, pronounced more, accent more is, exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, you can really get into it, and certainly the, the really deep South accents one that's iconic and and like really strong. Mm. But I think he does a really good job. Um, Hilary Swank's in this movie for a little bit of time. Oh, cool. Um, God, it's just it's really really good. Um, it's the kind of heist movie where it's. Similar to, it has a sort of similar um, uh, vibe to Oceans in the way, which makes sense, in in the way that... Um, Is it like getting a team together and then going in and doing the heist? No. No? It's, it's, it sort of goes even, it builds and goes even further on the whole theme of Oceans, where you know when you're watching Oceans, you actually don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You, there's bits thrown in um, so that if you really, I guess, worked very hard... You could kind of work it out, but you're sort of meant to watch it unfold as like, and just be oblivious as well. Yeah. And then at the end you realize like, oh shit. And there's always like, you know, when you watch the oceans, like, uh, is it number two when they're pretend to be a SWAT team? That's one where they go in and like the way they actually plan to leave. You never heard anything about how they plan to leave and they, they, they're actually the SWAT team like who go in and they have like this whole video they take this whole extra thing where they like pretend to get like arrest each other um and it has that whole vibe so it plays out and you're not really sure yeah you basically get little the, the movie plays out where you, you get little scenes of um each character doing preparing something for the heist but you don't get all of it and it's a bit disjointed yeah um the thing that really sets this movie apart for me um, and makes it really like better than Oceans. And I love Ocean- the Oceans movies way too much. I'm like someone who can't be told about their flaws. Um, Second one was bad. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's so much better. Um, it just has all the shit in it that isn't necessary to the plot at all. Right. But it's done in a way where it's just quick and it, and it, it really builds the world. Um, there's this Is whole- it a long movie? Yes, it is. It's a really. It, I think it. I actually don't know the time. I think it's quite a long movie, but it. You never feel bored. Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum. Um, his character has this whole other thing with. Um, I think I think the director was really in love with the South. It's like a really like a, a hom- pays homage to to that area. Mm. Um, and I think the tagline for the movie is like "See how the other South 
steals. Right. Um, so his character, there's a lot of attention and time given to just showing how his life is going. Where he's a really nice guy, um, he's fairly smart, but he's got fired from his job because he, um, he's got like a knee replacement and he was limping and so they, um, they fired him because he's like a liability. Um, so it's a kind of real like working class. Yeah, exactly. Movie. And you see his sister, you know, runs his hair salon and, um. And it's just this time given to it. so much time given to his relationship with his daughter, where he's like his daughter's mum um, uh, separated from him, got remarried to this other guy who I'm really grateful is not an asshole. He's just sort of there. Yeah. Um, and there's just, yeah, it's just random scenes given to those characters that really build on it. And then all of a sudden you get this like whole other storyline with this character that never really, he's like only touches the plot, like right at the end. Yeah. But it's great to see him. It's like, um, the, the, basically the plot is they're stealing from this, um, they're stealing money from this huge NASCAR event. Yeah. So you don't, you, don't ruin the, yeah, the yeah, movie. You, you but... just get, you just get these scenes with the NASCAR, one of the NASCAR drivers who's like treating his body like a temple. <laughs> <laughs> and you also get scenes with his manager who like, he's signed to like Rockstar. Yeah. Or like, like Rockstar the, Energy Drink. Yeah. Or, or the equivalent. Um, who is played by, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Like this curly hair moth wig. <laughs> He's doing this like southern accent and chewing gum all the time. It's it's great. It's really, really funny. It's really well thought out. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hold your hand. I got confused about two plot points. I think everybody would get confused about one or two of them. And and really like true to form with Steven Steven Soderbergh, at the end there's a huge fuck off twist to everything that you totally didn't see coming. It's and like is it is it like one of those twists that's just really bullshit? No, you could work it out. Oh, okay. You could work it out, which right. is the greatest, which is the best part. <laughs> um, you're just not expecting it. Like when you watch a heist movie these days, um, I feel like your finger's not too much on the pulse because you can you sit back and relax and just assume that at some point they'll explain it all to you. Yeah. And it just never happens, which I really like. And you gotta like sit there and pay attention. It's, and if you so were it's, paying so it's attention, a thinker. yeah, if you were paying attention, like at one point, like. Um, I think Liv worked this out and I didn't. Um, you like see this, this dude. Yeah. Um, distracting somebody. Don't, don't. No, no, that's, I, that's, no, no, it doesn't matter. We're, okay. And you're like. Don't, don't say anymore, Sam. Okay. But there's many times where you see a character and you're like, have I seen him before? <laughs> you're like, um, it's great. Logan Lucky is definitely the sleeper of this like whole month of movies and you should, you should 100% see it. Oh, that 100%. sounds, that sounds really cool. You'll not be disappointed. It's great. It's really, really great. That kind of contrasts to the other movie that we're going to talk yeah. about. Very similar sort of thing, um, Baby Driver, mm-hmm. which has been getting like amazing reviews and it's the new Edgar Wright movie and... Kevin or, or Spacey's in it. Kevin Spacey's in it. John Hamm's in oh, it. Oh, I love John Hamm. Other people are in it. I yeah. don't know. It just... Uh, so, kind of the, the whole the whole premise plot thing is, first of all, the, it's, it's a bit of a sort of concept movie. Yeah. Sensibly, it was a movie that was written around the soundtrack. Yeah. So, in a really sort of Edgar Wright move where he's really sort of obsessed with the way in which he makes his films, um, the whole movie is sort of in time to these all these different songs. Mm. And they're not kind of the classic songs that you get in a lot of these, in a lot of sort of big budget Hollywood soundtracks and stuff. It's a bunch of quite obscure 
st- like music all the way from like the the sixties to to now. Yeah. Um, and every scene is kind of set around a different, um, a different song, and it kind of uh, like a lot of the stuff that the characters do fits in with the movie. So like. If they're in a shootout, they'll be shooting in time to, like, the drum beats. Oh, that's cool. And, like, cool. it's this sort of... If there's, like, a build-up thing and they're driving a car and they come up and pull up to something and they get out, the doors will close in time with the beat, setting off the, the new song starting and that kind of thing. Um, is it... Is music playing, like, constantly? Not constantly. But okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of music in it. Okay. Um, so, the over... And that's kind of the best thing about the movie. But before I really get into the, the what I sort of thought and stuff, I'll just briefly explain the plot. So uh, it's all centered around this this dude who's baby driver, I suppose. He's this yeah, he's this like like driver hot hot shot get hot shot getaway driver that yeah um does these he's the getaway driver for like various criminal jobs and stuff if they're robbing a bank if they're like robbing a basically if they're robbing shit yeah he's the getaway driver he's kevin spacey's getaway driver yeah which is a Um, danger it's a dangerous movie to make these days like about a getaway driver because if i see that movie immediately what i'm going to be thinking about and comparing it to is drive and can't not do it there are a lot of parallels between this and drive yeah and where this is kind of a bit more tongue-in-cheek not super serious, like yeah, drive was sort of super more, serious. more up, upbeat and actiony. Yeah, um, with sort of more high octane action scenes and and driving scenes, whereas Drive was very much the like low key, it's, yeah, it's very, very sort of it's in, very tense. indie movie tense, yeah, um, type thing worth watching. Yeah, so th- so this he's it's the he's the getaway driver, and he so he has he gets in debt to. Kevin Spacey, and yep. that's why he has to do all these jobs for him. Yeah. Um, and he pays off his debt, but then Kevin Spacey doesn't let him leave. Oh. And wow. what's going to happen now? It's all probably going to go wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that like... That's the movie. Yeah. That's, that's the movie. Sort of, overall, I was a little bit disappointed with it. It is yeah. a very solidly made film. It is very well acted. It has a cool soundtrack. The writing's just not up there with yep. with what it should be. Um, that's the that's the question. The plot's that I have just a little bit too simple. Yeah, and straightforward. And like, there's there's not really any. There's like no twists. It's just kind of a. It's not a mindless action chase heist movie. Yeah, but it almost is. Yeah, I think uh, I haven't seen the movie, but the the main misgiving that I had about it from the trailer and from you guys talking about it, you know, describing to me the whole theme of like, it's a movie set to a, a soundtrack, you know, in, in like, like the, the most a movie's ever been set to a soundtrack. And it's really something new that Edgar Wright's trying. Edgar Wright's one of those, like, he's like a director's director. Yeah. Um, where, um, you know, he's trying something that if you're a real film buff or actually like a director or just work in the film industry, you'll recognize me like, oh, that's cool. Or that that cut's really interesting. That shot's really um, important. And it's something like um, Every Frame of Painting or some dude like that can go through Edgar Wright stuff and point out how good it is, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's been getting such good reviews. Yeah. And the, the, the problem with being a director's director and the line that you've got to walk is you have to fit all the stuff, all the cool stuff that you want to get into it, into the into your movie, while still making it accessible 
And actually, just on the face of it, like in all like the the, the normal building blocks of a movie, the plot, the acting, like um, the pace, that's all got to be good too. You got to yeah. keep everybody interested, and underneath it, you still got to make a good movie. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of that's the the tough bit, I think. Yeah, and, and I think absolutely, this is probably a seven or eight out of ten movie. Mm. It's just not. I, I came out of it, and I've seen it twice. I came out of it a bit disappointed. Because it had been so incredibly critically lauded and yeah. it has all these great actors in it and it had just been massively hyped up for me, I think. Yeah. And this is one of the, like, I don't know, I don't really, I, I, I tend to, as a general rule, go into movies expecting them to be terrible. And yeah. I was like, really excited for this and then it just, <laughs> you know. The recipe I, for disaster. I, yeah, I fell victim to the to the hype, I think. Yeah. Um, Should I go see it? I yeah, I think it's worth watching. Yeah, okay. yeah, it, it's good. It's just not amazing. Okay, definitely not as amazing as Dunkirk, which everybody should go see because I have to see that still because as well. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, um, one thing, if anybody in the comments as well is watching has seen Baby Driver and wants to pipe up as long as it's spoiler free, say if you agree or not. Anybody who's seen Logan Lucky and wants to say whether you you liked it as much as I did or not, you can throw it in there as well. Yeah, I'm yet to see Dunkirk, but. Everybody's recommended it to me. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's 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 so good. As I talked about in our episode last week, which you can watch on our Facebook page. Yeah, we're it's, still trying to. I'm yet to put it up on SoundCloud. It'll, it'll get there eventually. It'll probably no. get there today. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The ba- Baby Driver. It's it's good. The best thing about it is just the kind of as a film, like all the 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 way it's shot and all the mise-en-scene I suppose and that kind of thing it all comes together really well yeah. and it's fun to watch but it's just not plot wise I was maybe wanting a bit more out of it yeah um, but yeah it, it's a very very solid film it's just the overall story ended up being just a little bit too simple for what I was expecting I know that um, our friend Chris Rigney is a big fan of Edgar Wright yeah and enjoys um, that kind of director's directing yeah we're like checking stuff out. If you're in there, Chris, let us know what you thought as well, whether you agree with Peter or not. Because it is that kind of thing where I think like, um, like if you if you're into that Edgar Wright stuff, I'm sure you enjoyed it. It's just about making sure that everybody else is happy with the plot. Yeah, I just don't well. think it. I just don't think it's his best movie. Like yeah, like Hot Fires and Shaun of the Dead are, are better. Maybe this would have been better with British actors, but I don't think the plot would have worked as well with in a British setting. You know, no, I think it's good. I think it's good that he's like he's yeah. an American movie. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. Um, what does Brucey say? I have to check out last week's episode for Peter's thoughts on Dunkirk. Yeah, it's pretty much. You will, it was Bruce. pretty much just positive. Yeah, go pretty, see it. Yeah. It's, it's really good for like it's to, it's a really really like maybe the best war movie I've ever seen. Have to go see Logan Lucky though. Yeah, that's the movie I'm going to champion to everybody. Um, if you if you're like not sure what to go see and you want to go to the movies, Logan Lucky. It is great on so many levels. Uh, plus, I've never seen Daniel Craig in a comedic role. I don't know if he's been in one before, but he—I'm he, he, sure he probably has. His character, just like compared to James Bond, it, it's hilarious to just keep comparing him to James Bond because <laughs> he's like really southern. Um, he's totally blonde. He's like totally dyed blonde eyebrows and everything. Um, he's got like these weird tats. He's got this whole qu- like everybody has a quirk, which is just great. Like he, his whole character—he's—he's uh, um, like the bomb expert. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where they like question him about making the bomb because uh, they're like 
I thought you were going to use some dynamite or something like that. He's like, boy, I can't use dynamite in here. I got to like, he basically makes an improvised bomb with gummy bears involved, like for the sugar component. And they don't believe that he's genuinely like making a bomb. Yeah. So he's like, Ugh. and he takes the time. He like drops the bag, pulls out some chalk and on the wall that they're like robbing, he like works out now. If we have this here, that here, solid, solid liquid. <laughs> here, right here, boys. See what I've done? Equal. Ex- I have an exchange of ions. <laughs> it's like, goes through the whole thing. It's great. It's wonderful. It's just. You got to see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. we've actually gotten through our sort of three things we had on our list to talk yeah. about pretty yeah. quickly. So I'm going to talk about something else. Uh, yesterday, there was a bunch of stuff that came out. There was like. A bunch of new music albums, which yep. I may, might talk about if we have time. Yep. New Game of Years album, new Everything Everything album, new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which is, which is absolutely the best name. Yep. It's their third album they've released this year. Someone just started speaking nonsense and yep. they like, oh, took well, that out. Like, yeah, they're one of those like psych rock bands that just have released... They've already released like eight or nine albums since 2012 or something. Just like pumping stuff out. Yeah, just pumping stuff out. They've got four albums coming out this year and this is their third. Jesus. Weird. Anyway, um, uh, the new Marvel TV show came out on Netflix yesterday, The Defenders, which oh, is the like yeah. Avengers equivalent team up. It's time um, to binge watch that again. Yeah. I, oh my Iron God. Fist and Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah. They all come together. It's, basically, two- it's described to me as like two shows team up with two good shows team up with two, two bad, bad shows. shows. Yeah. And I've watched like two and a half episodes. Yeah. Uh, my overall impression is... Is it a bad show or a good show? It's hard to tell. Okay. It's only eight episodes compared to the 10 or 13 that the other series were. Yeah. So it's not that much more to sort of get into. Which is good. Because um, it's all at once and I'll lose my night over it. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have it all finished <laughs> this weekend. Um, yeah. But I've watched two episodes and not much has happened yet. They're doing a lot of build up which i feel that is like fine characters. for for yeah like they they just have so much stuff to juggle that hasn't really interacted properly before yeah and it's difficult to do in an avengers sort of way yeah if you want to do it like those in heroes a, are if you want to do it in an avengers way though i mean if you remember back to watching avengers um the start was kind of slow i love that movie but there was a big chunk of getting everybody together yeah and this is like over episodes kind yeah. of it's it's not until the end of episode two or like the start of episode three that that any of the four characters even interact with each other yeah which really yeah out of eight episodes yeah holy so, shit and and not all of them have gotten together yet i think that happens at the end of episode three okay. which i haven't finished watching yet. okay yeah has um but, daredevil's girlfriend been resurrected yet uh yes okay yeah, uh, it was in the it was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, she's she's like the set up as like the the main evil. Yeah, well, I was excited about that because I think there's a storyline where she she's like the, the evil henchman, yeah. and Sigourney Weaver is the main evil. Bloody Sigourney and Madame Madame Gao or whatever her name is, Madame, man, Madame, Madame Gao. Gao. Yeah, yeah, she she's back doing doing stuff, but she's from Kunlun. Yeah, from Kunlun, she's actually like a subordinate to Sigourney Weaver's character. My god. And like Sigourney Weaver is like doing all the dropping all these sub- subtle hints that she is in fact immortal. So <laughs> are they really know. subtle? Or are they not? Oh, she's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, actually they're not so subtle. Like she's she's like booked out this um 
she's like booked out this Indian restaurant or uh, no, it to might show, be like, to show her like it's Turkish or something because she's really rich, rich or something. And the, the, <laughs> the like restaurant owner comes over and gives her the food and waits to see what she says. And she eats and she's like, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty good curry. It tastes just like it did in Is- Istanbul. It takes me back to 2000 years ago. Sorry, no, it takes me back to, to it's better than the like leader of, Constantinople's cooking or, or uh, something, and he's like, okay. I think, in fact, you're fine that it's called Istanbul. Yes, yeah. right, okay. And, and then she did this other thing <gasps> where she... She probably thinks... <gasps> she probably thinks that, like, that um, Rhodesia still exists. Yeah, probably. She could Rhodesia. Do the, she could have T- the, like, it's T-I-A, Rhodesia. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Sigourney Weaver's immortal, and I'm sure it's going to yeah. be a big reveal. And we knew and, that she know. was she was both evil and a big deal because she had a white suit on yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, that's just that just means that you're evil and a big deal yeah. if you're wearing a white suit. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. So overall, I kind of don't really want to render too much judgment yet because I've only watched the first couple of episodes, and these series always took a long time to get going. Is it going to be It's just good? that I don't know. The writing hasn't been so great for the first yeah. two episodes. Okay, kind of smacking of Luke Cage and Iron Fist that just both of them were pretty disappointing to me in terms of writing i'm hoping this all comes together and and stuff but just a lot of it feels really forced yeah well, like the, the reason the I... jessica jones stuff i don't think her dialogue so far has been written very well it's just been a lot of oh i'm grumpy and angry and i'm and gonna go her her introductory scene is her like waking up in a bar at like six o'clock in the morning and the barkeep is telling her you gotta go now and she's like oh the night's still young Oh, wait, I'm awake, and actually it's light. What happened? I was really drunk or something, I okay. guess. I think... So, what I've heard about the show so far is that they um, they completely fail to utilize the fact that it's a TV show, like it's a serialized thing, and it's the perfect point, part like, like in between, um, in between comics and movies, to get that whole, like, continuity thing happening Mm. you know where you watch you should be able to watch the defenders and it's assumed knowledge that you've watched jessica jones or that you at least know what jessica jones is about and what happened and same for all the other characters and what i've heard is that they didn't do that they what they did is they like did the old school thing where they tried to um like reintroduce everybody Yeah. Yeah. yeah which they they do i just i don't think it's particularly bad okay like i i don't like uh, I, I, yeah, they spend a lot of time reintroducing everybody and they do that very simple sort of writing thing of being like, we're going to introduce this character, we're going to have this one scene and in a few sentences you're going to need, you're going to learn everything that you need to know about that character. Yeah. Um, Where Jessica Jones wakes up and, I'm drunk! Yeah. Cuts the next and, person. And, and Luke Cage gets out of jail and he's like, oh, for Harlem and stuff. And <laughs> um, Daredevil's blind and stuff. And he's actually... <laughs> He's blind, but also his first scene is, is him in confessional at at a at a church talking to his mate, the priest, or something. But <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, um, just, and the immortal Iron so Fist is fighting ninjas or something. So that's yeah. what you need to know about him. Wow, I don't know. It's it's. I'm hoping it gets better. These characters actually might be built on the worst taglines of all time. Like, what's what's Jessica Jones's thing? I'm drunk and irresponsible. <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> I'm blind. And then there's the other guy. 
I have a tattoo on my chest. I have curly hair. <laughs> I was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, Iron, <laughs> Iron Fist really needs some crippling, like, vice so that he gets on with everybody else. He just needs, yeah. he needs to, like, lose another hand, lose a hand or develop, a, like, an opium habit, maybe. I feel like he's too straight edge and, like... He's he's too like I feel like there's nothing like going happy on with that go character. lucky lucky positive. There is sort of dude. There is just zero stuff going on with Iron Fist. Yeah. Like when I watched Har- when I watched Har- when I watched um, Luke Cage. Uh, yeah, the writing was bad, and that's what stopped me. Like eventually, but like he had his niche. You know, like if you think about the Avengers or any team up, like everybody sort of fits in in some way. Yeah. Um. And some characters might be similar, like how like both the Thor and the Hulk punch stuff, but they're different enough um, that they have different pieces of the pie that they fill, right? That works for Luke Cage because he's like he's more like a Superman kind of guy, right? Like like he's big, he's strong, he is um, pretty straight lined, yeah, um, pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, Jessica Jones can fit that sort of like oh morally ambiguous kind of like Tony Starker. And, and Daredevil's a bit that way as well. Yeah, and Daredevil, but Daredevil's more like Captain America, I would yeah. say. Yeah. He has, like, he he's definitely going to be that guy who's, like, the voice of reason, like, we can only defeat this threat together, and yeah. that's how he's going to bring everybody together. Uh, Whereas, like, Iron Fist, Iron Fist is, is just there. He, he is the Falcon of the Avengers. <laughs> yes. Of, yes. The, of the Defenders, sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye had more personality than him. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like before, they gave Hawkeye personality. I don't know. He's, he's, I think he's meant to be like the Batman of. In what he's, way? His parents died when he was little, and he's really rich. He's just he's both just, of which he brings up when he meets Luke Cage. Is that how he says it? He's just like my parents are dead, and I'm rich, and I'm rich. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much does. Oh fuck, yeah. So yeah, that that's okay. I guess Other I'll, thing I wanted to talk about yeah. before we finish up, because I think we will probably finish up pretty soon, unless you've got something you want to chat about. I love it how every time we say we're about to finish, like our the people amount of people watching doubles, and they <laughs> just start seeing like likes and shit <laughs> thrown across Re- reactions the reactions to what we're doing. Yeah, but yeah. I di- um so the new Gang of Youths album came out. Yeah. Um. So they're a band that I have really liked for a long time. Yeah. They, this is their second full-length album they released a couple of singles and then they released uh out the album called the positions yeah uh like two years ago which was quite popular in australia got on the hottest 100 their song magnolia was very popular and radio face as well um and then they released an ep last year and now it's their their sort of uh their sophomore album their follow-up to the positions which came out yesterday and it's it's like this it, it's very much like a step forward in in terms of what they're doing as a band so yeah. what the position was about for those who don't know kind of the um it was like this album about it was all about the lead singer's breakdown of his marriage and suicide attempt and kind of like a lot of very serious kind of dark themes oh fuck um and, and and that was kind of what that album was all about. And this album is a bit more about sort of recovery and moving on from that. And then yeah. uh, 
draws a lot of it draws influences from all over the place about a lot of stuff that the lead singer is interested in like movie wise like movies and literature and philosophy and all this kind of stuff okay. and it is okay. it's this really it's got like 16 songs it's over an hour long it's this big booming like What's the, what's the name of it again? Uh, it's called uh, Go Father and Lightness. Okay, there you it go. has a, it has a That's lot important. of it is it is a movie that it, it, sorry it's not a movie it's an album that is come can could come across as very pretentious and as I read you some of the song names you're gonna go <laughs> oh this is really pretentious and stuff yeah but it just to me it's super pretentious but in a very earnest and kind of earned way like. Some okay. some of the like there's all these songs with like French titles like Le Imaginaire oh, and Les Symboliques and yep. um Yep. This song called The Deepest Size, The Frankest Shadows. I really hope that they have a French connection or it's just like <laughs> they wanted to do it in French. It's got it's got all these interludes which are entirely strings and crazy stuff like okay, that. Okay. Say less say yes to life is the final song. Yes. Which might yeah. agreed. They got a song called Achilles Come Down Ooh. and Atlas Drowned, which is talking about, which is like a protest song, kind of like anti Atlas Shrugged kind of thing. And it's. I don't it, know what that, what that is. Atlas Shrugged? No. I know it's, that Atlas is the dude who holds I, up the world. Yeah, Ayn Rand. It's like this, it's this like book that was, that is like the capitalist kind of Bible thing. Oh. That the whole, all the themes around it are about like. Basically endorsing being selfish and getting ahead at all costs. And right, okay. okay. Yeah, it, it's like this sort of book that people read and they're like, oh, oh, it's incredible, but it's like it's like this capitalist, capitalist manifesto almost. Okay, I have to tell you about this because you just reminded me. Yeah. When I, like this afternoon or this morning when I was like really worried that I wasn't going to finish Braveheart. Yeah. I went online, I went on like YouTube to find a summary or something of Braveheart so that I could make sure I didn't forget anything. Yeah. So I went on there and it was like a summary of Braveheart for like six minutes. And then there was like a, like, there was like, uh, it was made by the Scottish dude. And then there was an overlay of like, William Wallace fought for our freedom then, we must fight for our freedom now. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And then like, <laughs> the next couple of screens showed up and it was all about how like, the English don't use swords anymore. They use the the mass media to poison your minds. And it like went on to a huge thing about how it was kind of like a... Basically, it was so like a Scottish like terrorist. Scottish, Scottish nationalist propaganda. Yeah, but he really wanted to like start the war again. Like, I actually think I watched a Scottish terrorist video <laughs> as it turns out. Oh, wow. Um, just thought I'd put that out there just in case someone... <laughs> Looks up Braveheart. <laughs> so that's on YouTube somewhere, which yeah. you can go and find. It's like the first thing that comes up. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry. I just it, thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah. I, I just think it's a it's a really good album. If you like any of the stuff that Gang of Views has done before, it's similar, but it's definitely a step forward in terms of what they're going for. They're definitely going bigger. Yeah. And longer songs. And it's just this... In- incredible thing that all comes together and it's and it's really good you should you should go and listen to it yeah maybe i'll talk about it on one of our end of the year music podcasts yeah it's probably a good idea i as always probably won't feature on that music podcast because the last thing i listened to was um archie roach's full album it's not exactly new it's very very old 
Just so you, I mean, Peter said he was told you guys what he was listening to. I was listening to Archie Roach. Who is Archie Roach? Ah, uh, he's a national treasure. I feel like is he Australian? Yeah. Oh, um, he's Australian Aboriginal. Okay. Uh, he's I don't know. He's just a great sort of like singer. I don't really know anything about music. I don't even know enough to like <laughs> classify him. So just you can look him up. He's an Australian if Aboriginal like, singer. If you hear like twenty seconds of it, you'll like. I feel like you'll get what he's all about. Yeah, but. He's a great guy to listen to if you're like doing a road trip or uh, camping, something like that. Very good. Anyway. Yeah, cool. So do you, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about, Sam? Um, no, other than uh, I really enjoy doing these live streams um, last weekend and this one. It's just really cool to have people like there. Um, if you're listening at home, uh, I, well, we still love you. Yeah. Very, very much. And yeah. I appreciate the iTunes uh, listeners and... It's always great to build up something there because that gives us sort of a... If we were ever to become more popular, that would give us like the easiest way into supporting the podcast, probably. I don't really know how Facebook works. I don't think you can... Maybe you can do something with that, but I have never looked into it. Um, But I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed having you guys here with us. Um, it's a stressful thing having it having a set time when we're going to do something is always a yeah. bad decision because we're never organized enough but i think it's probably good for us that's me definitely me i'm always late to everything um i've really enjoyed it so what we're probably going to do now um, is we'll, we'll sign off from the podcast and then we might stick around for a little bit and if you've got questions which you'd like us to answer live on the air yes then we'll do that so we might do a little bit of a live thing so, yeah. yeah so so as always thank you for listening this has been episode 50 uh homework movie for next week do you have one uh robin Hood, prince of thieves uh that uh oh my god gonna, you get to actually see in person what it's actually like when we pick the homework yeah movie. we never plan because we like get we yeah we get to the end and then but all we do have is like uh, some amount of people who are listening right now. If, if you any- have a movie on Netflix that, that you'd, you'd like us to, to do as a homework that movie, that you want us to like watch, yes, this is the time. It has to be on Netflix. But throw it out there. Um, if you're the first person, maybe we'll pick you. Yeah, is that how we'll do it? So just throw uh, something gonna- on there that you know is on Netflix and you want us to watch. Um, we watch some things, but just throw it out there. We oh, probably man, have John Wick's on Netflix. John Wick's is on Netflix. We could talk about that. Oh, we could watch The Untouchables, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Have you seen that? Edge of Tomorrow? The Tom Cruise time travel movie? I haven't seen that, no. We I should realize yeah. that was on really? It's just it's just come on Netflix. Is it on yeah, Aussie Netflix? Yeah. Fucking Aussie Netflix, by the way, everybody. So great. Fantastic. Just the shit. Um Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Mad Max just came on. Well, we've both seen that heaps though. We came up oh, up oh, Stocksy replied first, Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness. Do you know what that is? No, that's like the that Ash versus uh, yeah. Uh, it, that's the Evil Dead. That's the second movie, I think. Um, great, great series. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, Bruce Campbell. It's not on Netflix. Uh, Ash, uh, no, it damn is. it, it is. Army no, of Darkness is definitely on that. It's not. Titles related to Army of Darkness. Put in Evil Dead. I'm definitely telling you that. Yeah, th- this is like the Evil Dead, but we could watch Evil Dead One. We could do that. That's a thing we could do. Lucid Dream. Right, let's that? look that up. We said we'd do it, so we gotta we gotta do it. Lucid Dream. Okay, Netflix. Lucid Dream. Okay. Is it a TV show? After, no, it's a movie. After, after searching <laughs> for his abducted son for three years, a devastated father attempts to track down his missing child through lucid dreams. 
It's taken, but with Inception. Cool. All right. All right. And there's a TV show of it. All right, cool. Yep. We're watching Lucid Dream. We're onto it. Okay. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Stoxy. Army of Darkness isn't on Netflix. I could talk about how much anymore. How, how great Evil Dead is, though. I could definitely talk about that in a in a in our next podcast. episode. So yeah. So you're giving me homework. So we get we'll do a proper sign off and then questions, I suppose. Okay. So as always, ready? We're gonna do the homework movie as if we just came up with. It. As That's always, how we do homework it. movie is for this week. A movie called Lucid Dreams, which yep. is a Netflix original, I think, maybe. I yep. don't actually know. We've been suggested it by our fantastic live listeners here. Yes. Uh, so, thank you, Chris Matthews. Yeah, um, my friend Chris. Yep, Sam's friend Chris. Mm. So, we'll, we'll, we're going to watch Lucid Dream on Netflix. Yep. It'll be cool. Watch it. Um, as always, thank you for listening. We're on uh, SoundCloud. We're, we're on, on SoundCloud. iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook now. Facebook.com slash a beer with Sam and Peter, where you can watch our the archived video of this live stream or, and also the live stream that we did last week. Yep. And another segment we've been doing is um, uh, emailing us uh, answers to a question each week. Yeah. Uh, last time it was like... We, we've um, done Iced Vovos versus Honey Jumbles. Yep. We've done... Other things which I can't remember. Favorite villains. Favorite villains. Stuff like that. So our email address is ab with sp at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I want to know, just be, this is just for me, but I want to know your favorite overacting moment in a movie. Mine is 100%. There's not so much a moment, but just everything that um, Alan Rickman does in uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah. So just let us know your your favorite overacting moment. Yeah. So even email if you don't address. get any emails, that by next week we will actually make we'll talk sure about we talk, it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. SoundCloud. Whatever. Podcast is over. Wow. The recording version. <laughs> <laughs>